Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Dakota's on the line. Tommy, how is it up there in Bang? I mean, in Portland. Well, good morning to you, wimps. You guys don't know what cold is. Yeah, that's it's right. Minus three below. We've got almost 14 inches of snow on the ground. The sun's out right now, but they're expecting by noontime for a snowstorm to start and get another six inches. Yeah, you know. That's, uh, that's a lot. You know, last here. time, I was fortunate mm-hmm. to have dinner with you and your lovely bride, and. Uh-huh. Uh, and we should mention Annie once in a while, because even though the, there's a litany of women, you know, of your tarnished past out there, we want to let them know that Mr. Dakota is not available. And so they, any callers that are calling up to see if they can, you know, somehow snag you, the, being the catch that you are, well, that's not... Well, it's true. It's true. And by the way, that restaurant we went to uh, called me uh, yesterday, and apparently... Um, we didn't get out for free. They did catch us, and uh, I owe them a lot of money. And uh, but then I still giving me like 24 hours to pay it off before they call the cops. So hey, we gave well, it a with, shot. Didn't work out. With my limping, you know, getting out of there with a, on a, one leg and an artificial leg, and you, uh, you know, trying. And, you know, you're not in right now. There's there's a few things going on with your legs, hips, knees. Yeah, yeah. We didn't. It wasn't a clean break, you know. When you bolt, no, bolt. no. When I, I knew it when I said run, and and <laughs> I knew we were barely moving. Yeah. It took us oh, fifteen well. minutes to get to the door, you know. In I the old days, I, yeah. In the old days, think, it would have never happened. Right, our days of bolting are over. We yeah. passed the bolting stage. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's the molting stage. Yeah, now. but. Uh, yeah. That was that was a very nice time. I was glad that we could share that. And we of course went to my show, you know. And uh, but you were mixing it up very well with the um, the entertainers and the audience. So you were, I could feel, you know, the the juices flowing. Um, I could see that in you. You know, being around that whole show show business environment. Yeah, did you, how did yeah. you? I'm on I'm on penicillin now, so those juices shouldn't flow nearly as much if you catch my drift. Yeah, I see that. Well, uh, we you know let's talk about the weather here a little bit. We got that already. It's we've been blessed the last couple of seasons. We didn't get snow until almost yeah. February, but this year we've got. It's already black. You know, it's already dirty, right, Frank? I mean, can you? Yeah, we. I don't know, yeah. Frank can't see sometimes beyond the yellow double yellow line here in front of the studio. But on the other side of the street, Frank, there's already a bank of black and with the yellow stains. That's the other thing. The yellow stains Frank, have already. Frank, 
Don't eat the yellow snow. Yes. <clears throat> it's lemonade snow. It's, no, uh, no, 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 no. That's the trouble with the city. You get a nice snowstorm, and the city looks so nice, and uh, the next day it's just black. Oh, we just keep carrying up black snow, just keeps covering it up, getting covered up by another flurry or two, and today enough to make it really nasty around here. We only got too much snow. It's very early even for Maine, on the coastal Maine, to be like this. So. That's why when I was running big here, you and your wife convinced me that there really was no temperature difference between Portland and Boston, and I disagreed. And right now, yeah. we are not. It's cold here, but we are not in the minus, yeah. are we? Yeah. No, but then again, Portland isn't either. It's just uh, uh, Mr. Dakota. Minus when I got up this morning. I mean, it's, it's 1030. Once the sun came up, I'm sure it went down, but it's still, it's still in, the, uh, in the low digits here. Yeah, well, I think we got a high today. It's actually going to warm up to snow this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So on the weekend, yeah. it'll be in the 40s. So maybe some of this will disappear. Hey, listen, we I have to. So. For the uh, it, it's too note, newsworthy and noteworthy not to discuss the insides of the studio as on this December <laughs> 17th. It is the 17th. 17th, only, whoa, next seven more days, we're into Christmas Eve, and then... Yes. But, uh, uh, Tommy, so I can describe it to you. Uh, If you've ever been here on the holidays, there is a bay window, um, beautiful kind of thing, facing north on Broadway, so as you come down the street, uh, uh, and it's separated enough from any other building, that you can get a clean shot of this, these great windows. And in Christmas's past, there was a, a Christmas tree on the table that was well adorned, and it was, it was a first welcoming signs that, of Christmas on Broadway. Uh-huh. But, this, but this year we've been talking about the lemon tree. <laughs> the lemon tree has now grabbed the premier spot. Uh-huh. And... With complete with enough bulbs and lamps and spot lamps, there's 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 enough um, enough electrical appliances around this plant to light up any Broadway show, and it's all for this one plant to trying to produce a lemon, which is yet. To show up, right, Frank? I, I no, no lemon. Anything's going to be, uh, uh, anything's going to uh, uh, come to being in that apartment. It's definitely uh, in that studio apartment. Uh, apartment studio, uh, a lemon is what will come forth. I'm sure. I love it. Well, Frank says there's actually maybe I do see it. There's actually a blossom. Yes, there is. Oh, but there's hope. There's hope. Uh, so there's constant. There is a constant. I call this a waste of wattage to date. Now, maybe I'm going to be proved wrong, but whenever I come over here, I mean, the, the temperature, as soon as you open the door, the temperature from the lighting alone is enough to make you want to take your shirt off. And But no lemons, but this thing has got the premier spot in this, uh, in this studio. And the tree has been moved to a side window. It's disgusting, huh? I'm sure the tree just is feeling totally, I mean, I'm jealous, Frank's jealous, because the tree gets way more attention than, than he and I would ever get in this studio. Right, Frank? Uh, absolutely. 
And uh, so there it is. That's the way it looks. And then, Frank, um, more packages are arriving here every day from Amazon. We don't know. We're not privy to what's inside the package, right? Have you? I think it's lamps. We think it's more lamps. There's been a lamp fetish for the past couple of years here. And lamps show up, and then lamps are assembled. Let's tell, tell the audience what the procedure is with the lamps. Well, you, you, you take the lamp uh, out of the box, and you look at it, and you say, I don't know how to put this together. I don't really give her rats patchouli. Uh, that's and, and, but yet picture. the person who bought the lamp immediately snaps into action. Tools come out. And it, it, it's done. And you, you see a show. It takes a while. It's, yes. It doesn't happen fast. Yeah, well, a lot yeah. of trial and error. Yeah, yeah. A lot of extra parts involved. Yeah. You know, reading the instructions. And engineers uh, yeah. and you gotta from NASA. you got to translate the instructions because sometimes they're, you know, they're in the English. And, that you know, you play that. I, I don't warn you. You play that whistle, and we're going to give you the whistle. <laughs> We know how you get sensitive I when you're not. Bird just came in and got pecked <laughs> on my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> I ain't got bird, David. They're cold. It's so cold out. Hey, that, I came in the window. That's what's going on here, Tommy. Have you got anything similar going on up there? You know, you just I, I, uh, I you know, I'm I'm getting to be a dazzling uh, 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 a suburbanite kind of in the edge of the city here and. Uh, I know what it's like to put together these things that come in a box and, and allure you into buying them because they look so good. I had a barbecue this uh, summer. It took me 11 and a half hours to put it together, and it was already partially assembled. <laughs> the only way I can do that now is I have to be naked and everyone has to leave the house. <laughs> it gives me the flexibility I need to, to do all the contortions you need to do to get these things together. I paid extra because yeah. it was partially put together, so I understand all that stuff. Well, you know, I, uh, I uh, tell people in my act that I'm working on a huge construction project at the house, six years trying to put together a gas grill. Uh, and, yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I know what it's like. Right, because they wanted 15 bucks to put it together, but none of us, being Americans, are going to pay the extra 15 No, no. Usually no, some no. stiff in the, in the place puts it together. It's not right anyway, so why bother? You know, as long as you're talking about things at the studio, you know, I'm always so impressed by your theme song. It's it's just so cool. Uh, someday you're going to have to play the whole thing so uh, people can listen to it. But uh, tell me about that. Where did that come from? Because uh, it's, it's really original. There's nothing like that around. It's not something you just picked up and put on the radio. You had that made, didn't you? you you've made it with uh, someone I else. Could- the executive uh, producer. Well, it's one of the other things we have to talk about. You, you are now getting back into broadcasting. True. Yes, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, so yeah, what happened when we started the this whole concept of the Boston baked bean and created a mascot? And you and I, being both, have a, a you know a, a bent for the theatrical and the yeah. you know production. We, well, yeah. How can you have how can you have that without a theme song? You need a theme song. So I searched high and low. Well, I didn't have to search long. There's a certain magic that happens when you begin a venture like that, people and things. And Frank and I are constantly sparring over the process. But magical things would happen. Even Frank has to admit some of them are beyond ex- explanation. But people would just show up. So here I am looking for a song. 
and somebody to write a song, produce a song, and I go to do a show one night, and there's this very attractive couple, uh, interracial couple, singing rap music. And I hate rap music, but they're singing the sweetest love type of rap. And uh, I talked to them after the show. We had a mutual respect, etc. So I hired them to produce that theme for Boston. And what happened was the... Um, the gal who was, who was black grew up in Boston. She grew up in Dorchester. And so together they penned this song. And, you know, and it, it, you're right. I mean, that, just from the opening bars, you know, um, let me introduce you as my hometown awaits you in Beantown. And then he comes in with that. That's the bean. That's the bean. Yeah, yeah. Um, so our whole idea was to brand my idea was to brand Boston in the same way that Martha's Vineyard branded uh, the black dog branded. If you think about it, you yeah, see a black yeah, dog yeah. on a T-shirt, you immediately think Martha's Vineyard. You don't even need the MV. You don't need Martha's Vineyard. No. You just know by no. that symbol. And I was hoping that this bean, but he did kind of start the trend of calling Boston the bean, you know, mm. I wish I had the. It's a cool. It's a really cool theme song. I'm I'm thinking of uh, stealing it and using it myself. It's one of the first yeah, things they, I learned in this business is how to steal material, of course. Whoever hears it, well, we brought it to the number one uh, PR firm here in Boston, and they went cuckoo over it. But in those days, we couldn't get it aired uh, because of all of the you know whatever it takes to get a song on the radio, even with the yeah. powerful PR. Uh, thing you know the you know the the record labels have it all tied up but now eight years later youtube has changed all of that mm. so it is on youtube and uh at least now and it's up to about 400 views and it'll um at some point it will click i think it's a very by. cool song it, it really is it's a great theme song and, and Amazing. I think most yeah. of the stuff we hear on on youtube is not original as this is and it's really kind of cool as i say well, you can wait to open my show yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, where's your, where's your agent today? Ah, I tried him. him. I think everybody is. Uh, I think everybody's preoccupied with not only the the upcoming holiday, but yeah. also yeah. the weather. Hunkered down. Hunkered down. Well, this is uh, really during the week. Uh, we uh, we had a, a chat or two. Uh, you old agent and I. Uh, ah. and don't get nervous, Frank. But uh, some new things might be happening soon. Oh boy! So let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, what comes see. out of these uh, chats? A lot of merchandising. We talked about a lot of merchandising. Wow. You know. Well, now you know, Tommy you... Dakota underwear. Oh, uh, glow in the dark. Well, well, I'm hopefully as long as it's yeah. I don't think it's copyrighted, or if it is, the copyright's off. Maybe uh, Tommy Dakota glow in the dark uh, underpants. Uh, right. Uh, things like that. Now. Uh, Tell us a little bit more. How um, how was the broadcasting? Did you get down to the station? We got to let people know that you're going to be televised so- soon. We hope. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're still in negotiations, but we're beginning to uh, put together a little show. You know, we had a meeting, as they say in the business. That's not, you know, that's what they say. We had, we took a meeting. We took a meeting, uh, and we talked about a few things. And uh, I'm working with a lot of people who don't understand the profit motive, but. Yeah, I'll, I'll straighten them out, and then, uh, it looks like in the near future there might be some uh, uh, additional new activities coming out of uh, my vast empire. Maybe uh, 
little video, which is uh, kind of new for me, and uh, some well, other so things will be. Uh, I think that we all might be doing. Uh, this whole show might end up being uh, syndicated. Might being a video. There's all kinds of possibilities now, and uh, my beer mugs will be out soon. Uh, Tommy Dakota beer mugs. The uh, uh, Tommy Dakota sheets and pillowcases. The uh, oh, don't forget uh, the Tommy shot glass. Dakota- you got to have the shot yeah. glass. Yeah, oh, just, I mean, well, that goes without saying. There'll be a whole line of barware. Barware is very big. Uh, I'm even looking into a line of tires. Uh, yeah, and the, <laughs> the snifters. we got to get the snifters. Yeah. Now, yeah, I had a couple. Uh, I used to be, <laughs> I, I knew an old snifter, but he, he's in jail now. <laughs> what? Uh, you keep. And you know, and you know yeah, this guy was. Uh, this guy was really good. And again, Frank, please don't get nervous. Uh, but we talked about a lot of different things. Uh, and uh, a lot might come out of this. You know, he's talking so much about the North End of Boston. And uh, those who don't know, I mean, it's the Italian section of, of the city. And well, it's beginning to get so gentrified, you would know it. And they talked about Regina's Pizza. Regina's yeah. Pizzeria is a place that's been there forever. I've been going there 50 years, probably. And it's been there, I'm sure, it's there long before I did. And... Uh, when I was a kid, I used to go in there. I used to go to school close by, and on Fridays, everyone in the school list, we used to get out for lunch in school. Now I just walk in a room, but we'd, we'd get out on, on a Friday afternoon. We'd, we'd leave the school, and, and like half the class would go down to Regina's, and we'd get a pizza, and it was next to nothing. And it was always crowded, but uh, one day uh, during the week, uh, I had like, 70 cents in my pocket, which was enough to go to Regina's and have a pizza and a drink. And uh, it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday, so there wasn't going to be a whole lot of people in there. In fact, I got there and at 1130 in the morning, there was no one there uh, except a couple of guys sitting at the bar. And when you walked, when you walked into Regina's, uh, I don't know if it's even still like this now, I've been there in a couple of years, but on the left was an old bar, maybe five, six stools. Just, you know, it was a bar to serve the place. And the rest of the place was full of a booth. These old black booths, the high backs, and off to the left uh, uh, was the kitchen with that uh, that oven that was uh, uh, just used so many times. It, it's like uh, it's like when you uh, uh, you get a new pan and you try to uh, season it. This oven had been seasoned with you know thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pizzas. So it's a great place. But I get in, there's two guys sitting at the bar. Now they're dressed, but they're not dressed like businessmen. They're not dressed like undercover police because in the city where you grew up, you know, the police try to look uh, like they're uh, wise guys and fit in with the crowd. And, you know, they used to wear like uh, creased dungarees and uh, uh, just always weird outfits. So, you know, always knew. But these guys sitting there, to me, they were obviously wise guys. And it wasn't an unusual place to see them. And they're talking to the bartender. So I sit down right close by because I like I'm a little kid. I'm enthralled with uh, this, these kind of guys. And. One guy reaches into his, his coat. He pulls out this brand new shiny pistol. <laughs> Ordinarily, you'd think some kid would be terrified to see something like this. I'm thrilled to death. Here's a guy, and they're looking at it, and they're passing it back and forth, and they're aiming it in the air, and I'm, I'm listening and I'm watching. I said, these guys aren't cops. These guys are wise guys, and they're bad, you know, they were bad to me. And what really, really got me is guy opens his coat. And he's wearing this beautiful leather shoulder holster, just like on TV or in the movies. In fact, TV was just early then. But 
I was, I am thrilled. I'm overcome. This is like a dream come true. I'm hanging out with these guys and they're talking this and they're talking right time and they're passing the gun back and forth and they're watching me and I couldn't eat that pizza fast enough because just the crunching would would, would affect my my hearing of this conversation they're having, which was just from space. They're talking about this, talking about that. So I finished my pizza, and they're still talking. They're looking at me, and I was feeling, no, I'm listening to him. And I, I'm walking by him to leave, and he says, hey, kid. And I, I wasn't afraid because these guys, are, I always felt comfortable with. Hey, kid, you want to hold this? Ah! He, put, he puts the gun down toward me. Now, the first thing I think of is, oh, my God, if I touch this, these guys might go out and kill someone and my, today, and my fingerprints are going to be all over this thing. <laughs> First thing that comes into my mind, I'm like six, seven years old. But that didn't scare me that much as, oh, my God, if I touch this, somehow my mother's going to find out and she's going to kill me. So for that reason, I decided, I just said, no, thanks. See you guys later. And I walked out the door. But that's what I was more afraid of, my mother finding out. I wasn't worried about getting shot or going to jail forever because my fingerprints were all over this. I was worried about my mother because in the city when you were a kid in those days, everybody knew who you were. And the old line was, wait till I tell your mother what you did. You know, it just, you couldn't do anything. It was worse than having uh, these uh, cell phones with the cameras in them. You couldn't get away with anything in those days. Well, you know, I actually saw... You're right. I, you know, I remember those days. Now you say Regina's was crowded, but it's nothing like the crowd today. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they wait in line, and everything. Yeah, now it's different. And it's all. It's not. It's not the locals. It's the tourists. Tourists. Yep. Yep. You know, and the. You know, like there was always a local place, and uh, um, you know, we could walk there when I was a kid, and. Uh, it's so ch- now, yeah. Well, because you know, it's it's really good. It's really good for one reason. It's unlike anything else. It's um, they even they even uh, I think uh, put it, they started uh, uh, expanding out into the, the suburbs, and they used to see a couple. In, in fact, there's one in in, in, uh, in uh, one of the big malls in Massachusetts, and I don't know if those are still around. I don't know how well they did. I remember trying one once and uh, out in the out in the burbs and pff, tasted pretty good. It wasn't exactly like. Uh, oh no, they do. Uh, they still do amazing. It's a color. But it was good. Yeah, absolutely. Was, yeah, absolutely. Even the out the uh, the expanded ones were 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 better than any other thing I've ever. You know, you know, I've never had one as good as that. And I, I you know, I did, who hasn't been to a million billion pizza places in their life? Exactly. In the United you know, States, in the 60s, it doesn't get better than what? Regina. It doesn't get better than Regina's in the U.S.A. No, no. It, in Italy, it's ridiculous how they make pizza, but that's where it all began. But, uh, you know, in the, you talk about the old days because uh, every Friday, Saturday, sometimes twice, my grandmother, Italian, uh, yeah. and, you know, a widow, so she was always dressed in black, a bit you know, stereotypical, uh, get on her black um, oh, uh, coat, and her black hat, and off we would go. Sometimes my father would drive us from Rock. It was only a, in those days with, you know, without all of the traffic and the lights and all of the re, you know reconstruction, etc. Yeah. It only took yeah. ten minutes to get to Haymarket. It went right oh. down Har- right down Harrison Ave, uh, and straight into the city. And he would drop us off at my grandmother, or we had to take the train. And she would have these leather bags, leather shopping bags, and it was torture. I mean, 
because, you know, she wouldn't buy the first thing. I mean, you know, you could buy 40 red peppers for 25 cents, right? <laughs> but no, she couldn't buy those 40 red peppers for 25 cents. She had to look around at every cart to find the – maybe there'd be 40 for 20 cents, you know, so she'd get that bargain. And we had the two <laughs> – Carry the bags, number one, obviously. And number two, many times would get so tired. And I don't know, she was, they had legs of steel, these elderly yeah. women. Yeah. And, she, and it was like paradise for her to shop. And yeah. so it would have Isn't to that find, funny? You know, uh, talk about parallel lives. I guess all kids in the cities. I had a four foot high grandmother. Of course, we were in walking distance to Haymarket. She used to go down there every Saturday morning and, and uh, come back and uh, start giving up the loot because she carried those same leather bags you were talking about, and she had like four of them, and she walked uh, uh, all the way from the uh, uh, Haymarket area to our house, to, uh, and uh, she'd ring the bell, and I'd go down there Saturday morning. It would be like 7 o'clock, and she'd already been out and pick up the stuff and come back, and she'd give us fresh bagels and bookies and fresh fruit and fresh uh, uh cream cheese and fresh butter that they used to make down there and all that stuff. Yeah, that's all gone. Though. Isn't that funny that uh, I guess every grandmother in the world must have been there on Saturday morning. Exactly. And the, uh, don't forget, the, you talk about the butter. Kennedy, egg, and butter. Kennedy, that's exactly the place. Yep. They're right there on the corner. And remember, there was a little old lady that sold bags. <laughs> the bag lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh you know, Haymarket's still around, but it's become more more touristy. It's not like the old days. And uh, well, at I the end of a, the day, when everyone wanted to go home, you could buy like a, you know eight pounds of hot dogs for a, a dollar or something because they just everyone to get well, what they had. The down, you had to, to get to the butchers. Some butchers were up on top, but yeah, most of the yeah. butchers had down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Into yeah. their place, and there's where all the meats were. And uh, but yeah, I actually have a painting. Uh, uh, a pencil uh, woodcut of um, of that lady. No kidding. Yes, no of kidding. that lady. I have that, and uh, I have to re- relocate it now. But yeah, uh, that was. Uh, I went to graduate school at the University of Connecticut, and one of the uh, I was living in Hyde Park at the time. I came home and had made friends with a guy from Hyde Park. And uh, his brother, and so I'm talking, that painting for me is over 40, 45 years old. Wow, wow. And, uh, wow. But, yeah, there she is, that little lady. Uh, so a piece of history for me. Uh, I remember that lady. Bags, bags, bags. A Niccolo bag. A Niccolo bag. Yeah. And, it wasn't uh, that long ago either, you know. But, uh, it's a, you know, it, it was kind of like you go to Europe and, you know, everyone has these street markets when you get fresh produce. I and mean, the stuff we buy now is, you know, two weeks old before we even look at it. And uh, that's kind of changed. We, we'd always go down there and get fresh vegetables and, and fresh meat as well and, and all right there on the, on the uh, sidewalks uh, of the Haymarket Square area, which was a, a market for, you know, a couple hundred years. And, uh Although it's still open, uh, uh, and it's pretty, uh, uh, it's pretty kind of high end now. It's not quite the same as it used to be. Well, and, uh, amazing deals! You still can get, you know. I mean, you go to the, <laughs> you go to the local market here, and you know, it's uh, red peppers are three ninety nine a pound. <laughs> you go down, three ninety nine a piece, some of them. Yeah, and but yeah, you go down yeah. to the market, and 
you know, you can buy 20 for a buck. I mean, it's just yeah. insane, yeah. you know. And they're fresh. And, and they're fresh, and which the, makes a huge difference. Same, the same characters that have been there, I mean, maybe they've come and gone, but it doesn't matter. It's just uh, one of those science fiction movies, you pull the flower and the, the same flower pops up, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You know, yeah. but, you know, that yeah, And it's a, all right. I mean, you step the peddlers in the street and coming by with their push carts, uh, you know, yelling up at what they were selling, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. Guys and rag guys and, and all these guys pushing carts and, and uh, I'm, I'm, singing the, whatever song they had to, to let you know what they were selling. And you'd run out and get some fresh fruit or uh, a fresh this or fresh that. But it was all fresh. And uh, I just, uh, you go to the supermarket, which is supposed to be so wonderful now, and you, you get products that have been on the shelf for two weeks, produce, uh, before you even get to it. Plus, it's been uh, sprayed with all kinds of chemicals or injected with uh, hormones or whatever they're doing to fruit now. Fruit, vegetables, and meat, but uh, yeah, I kind of miss those days. I think people were a lot healthier before World War Two. After uh, that, uh, you know, the food scientists went berserk, and uh, and food food changed. I think that's why we ended up with so many problems. Absolutely. Well, you know, we live. You know, one of our favorite three of us is the Bronx Tale, and how yeah. similar that whole scene, those those scenes of the uh, inner city. You know, the guys. Yeah, so just. Uh, yeah, it's just an urban thing, I guess, huh? Is that you know, I talk to a lot of people uh, in our age bracket, which is ancient, and uh, if they grew up in the city, they had the same memories we did. If they grew up in the burbs or, God forbid, the country, uh, they were like uh, from another planet. They well, didn't you know, experience these things. Easter time, Easter and Christmas were the big being in an Italian house. It yeah. was. Yeah. We had the chicken and we had the turkeys and we had the hams and all of those, but the real. The real coup de, de, de resistance for all of us, the main main show, the main attraction, the headliner was the lasagna. Uh, well, we used to call it as kids sticky macaroni because the <laughs> mozzarella would uh, be stringy. But yeah. it was always, always. And my grandmother used to make the brujol. She'd take the beef and she'd roll the beef with garlic and herbs and and all of that, and then you know, this went on for days. And then the pasta would would be hand. She'd take out the rolling pin, and the flour would go oh, down on the real pasta. Oh. Yeah, and she would take the pasta, handmade pasta, and this would go on two weeks. It would start would have started last week, the preparations for Christmas. Yeah, and then you'd yeah. have. You'd have 26, it was easily 26, 27 people in the house, the little kids' table, yeah. the whole thing, which, you know, yeah. is not... Yeah, that until 42. Yeah, this doesn't exist anymore. But but yeah. I remember the trek for me once was because you had to go down and get the regatta, the scamazza, and the mozzarella. Ah. For the, uh, and I was, I, I must have been in my early teens, 14, 15, and I had to go down to the north end by bicycle from Roxbury, which was an easy. Well, yeah. you got on Warren Street and you coasted yeah. right by the <laughs> right <by laughs> station, right under Northampton Street or Harrison Ave, whichever route I decided to take. And it was great because it was all downhill going. <laughs> and I almost would be able to coast the entire distance right past yeah. – um, you know, which is now the Boston Harbor Hotel, which was nothing but, yeah. oh, my God, those wharves were in tough, tough shape. Yeah. And yeah, you would yeah. fly right into the north end, 
And I remember going, this is distant memory, of going into a cheese factory, a true cheese factory in the North End, where you got this fresh uh, mozzarella. It's mozzarella, yeah, Jimmy, please, yeah, God. I, I mean, you guys have a collection of that, of, of them actually having a yeah, cheese absolutely. factory? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You should ask Frank. Frank had a uh, Frankie Fabulous, uh, my uh, my uh, uh, would-be manager slash uh, agent. Uh, Frank uh, had a cook once that made great lasagna. Uh, it wasn't measured by the slice. It was measured by the pounds per square inch. The <laughs> stuff was heavy, heavy. It yeah. was always I love, it was always served. It was always served with like potatoes. <laughs> was. And was it a store you bought it from? No, no, it was made. It was homemade. You made it homemade, uh, and you made uh, <laughs> a side of mashed potatoes <laughs> and and boiled <laughs> peas. <laughs> Frank's ethnicity isn't. Uh, it shows when he talks about that. But it was. Uh, it was uh, uh, when they picked it up. The pan would bend in the middle. This thing was weighed about I don't know two to three hundred pounds per square inch. Um, and uh, it tasted good. It was delicious, but uh, you couldn't move after you ate it, especially when you're trying to eat the potatoes with it. Oh my uh, God! Well, you was, could get, eat that and not eat again for seven to ten days. Well, you know the, the the amazing thing about the North End is that even though you were in Boston, you were in Italy. Once once you went into the North yeah. End, you were truly yeah. in Italy. I mean, to walk down Salem Street. And I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna just drop this one. Do you describe walking down Salem Street? What would you see? You talking Especially to me? Especially the any of us. Oh yeah. Oh, are you kidding? It'd be uh, uh, you either had uh, cots on the side of the street, or the uh, stores lining the street would uh, would have these big displays out in front. Um, there were very few cars going down the street because they knew better. Because the, the streets were full of people buying things, kids running around. Uh, it was always commerce going on, but it was kind of local neighborhood commerce. Each each block or two would have a, a different set of of cots and, and stores. And, uh, you know, what I remember a lot is the uh, the fresh Italian ice, the slush we used to call it, uh, which you right. could any like that um, made, and it was sitting in these big green buckets uh, uh, along uh, these stores, but. Uh, uh, fruit carts and vegetable carts and uh, uh, one after another and you know people selling all kinds of stuff like you see in these old movies that you know in the in the turn of the century we still had a lot of, lot of carts and, the, and uh, right but then then again there was the, everyone was uh, watching you so you couldn't do anything bad yeah closer to what is the you know now the that whole expressway now it's you know of course the expressway is gone but that. Whatever that street was, I don't know if they even have a name for that street. You know the North, North Street, North Street. I think Atlantic, Atlantic Avenue, wasn't it? Atlantic Avenue. Yeah. Well, but, not yeah, not Atlantic kind of Ave. Blocked, Atlantic Ave turned it down, but the whole uh, Congress, waterfront. Yeah, not, not even Congress Street. It's another name. Whatever that street is, that big wide avenue with a yeah. You know, anyway, as you get that closer to that end of it. And you started up. You came across from Haymarket. You crossed over. And if you went, started to go up Salem Street, on either side of the street were there were shops. And do you remember? What would, yep. I yep. I can never mm-hmm. not remember. You know what was in the shops? Do you remember? Mostly there were, the there animals, were grocery stores. The, yeah, there uh, were grocery stores and there were bakeries, but there were also butcher yeah. shops. Yeah. And oh the, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. It you just, got it. it was a golf booth. 
there wasn't that many places that didn't sell food of one kind or another. Uh, yeah, but, almost all of them. And then there were some other stores, but by far the greater majority were selling one type of food or another. Yeah, know, but Frank, stuff. Like what was there? Well, you go by the, the butcher shop, and not only did they have meat inside the butcher shop, they had the animals who happened to, unfortunately for them, uh, meet their demise, and they were hanging out there, Kind of embarrassed, of course, <laughs> but uh, they would be hanging out there right in front of the shop. Yeah, yeah. and what? I always thought those were just pets that weren't very uh, uh, rabbit? excitable. See, do you remember yeah. this, Tom? Rabbit. Sure, remember rabbits, the rabbit? Absolutely. Rabbit and lamb. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say sheep. Yeah, but a lot of rabbits. A lot of rabbits. Yeah, I remember and, trying uh, to feed one a carrot, and he didn't bite it at all because he was hanging upside down. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> They're very the, uh, docile, docile the, pets, I thought. They're very docile pets, but uh, that they were docile for a reason because most of their insides have been taken out. <laughs> but the trays, remember the trays of the meats that we had? You know, we never had that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The tripe? Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. what? The stomach? Remember that? Stuff. They didn't waste. Uh, they didn't waste the, any part of that animal. The, the uh, tripe and the uh, not the um, what's well, the hot other one? livers. Uh, uh, the uh, breads, uh, sweet breads. Brain, the tongue, uh, the whole tongue. digestive and, system. Right, but nothing got wasted. And uh, I mean, my grandmother was Italian, and but she never went that Italian. You, that was real Italian. Yeah, that's old time stuff. Yeah. And what is the, much for me. What do you call dry cod? What is that? Uh, bacala. Bacala. And you see the bacala that hanging out there. Yeah, that the bacala be hanging out there. Yeah. Salt. There'd be tons salted. of that. Right. And uh, salted, yeah, salted dried uh, a cod. You have to soak that sucker for about four days. Bad. For those kids who grew up in the suburbs and never saw this kind of yeah. wild and crazy lifetime, you know, it was bacala. Real bac- food. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, you know, then there'd be the occasional pizza. You know, the bakery sold pizza. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and of course, Mike's, which is like. Actually, that's know. been there forever, too. Yeah. And uh, what's the name of the great cappuccino place there? Um, I'm, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on it. Right beside Mike's. Okay. Uh, with the tin ceiling and the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. You just described 92% of the places on, on Salem Street. <laughs> yeah, but Salem. That, that's the, uh, the big one. I was loyal. I never went anywhere but Mike's. There's another place across the street that I claim they have good cannolis, but uh, no. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, this was a wonderful trip down memory. And getting ready for the holidays. I even wrote it. It seems that you, I, I kind of um, wrote the story before we had the show that we would be talking kind about Christmas. Kind of comes up during holidays. You know, you think of these things. I yeah, think it's, it's nice. It's part of the, the, the beauty of holidays, I think. Yeah, and then the, 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 always the trip to uh, the common to see the lights. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. how about the Enchanted Village? Yes, yes, Oh, yes. yeah. Jordan Marsh. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah, was the big one. Talk about going up there and looking at all the stuff you couldn't afford. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to see. I want to go up there and see what I wouldn't get in my stocking for Christmas. And that was the place to do it. I coveted so many uh, 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 wild things. You know, they had those little cars for kids with motors in them. Oh, oh God, yeah, and the yeah. electric trains. That was the big oh. one. Yeah, yeah, it went over a, a huge area, as I recall. Yeah, yeah all the stuff that, I wouldn't get. That now that that is too bad that that tradition has gone. And again, you know, we I keep getting into trouble every time I mention Gene Shepherd and the Christmas story. Frank Frank has his own whistle on this little Love routine. Gene but they Love Gene they Shepard. they really they really captured that in the movie that whole enchanted village thing. You know, of the train and the um, the store, the way it was set up, et cetera. Um, hey, are we going to be cut off soon here? Yeah, we got about two I minutes. a little over, yeah. So, uh, just, but it was a good show. Fun, fun, fun. Well, uh, I don't know if it was fun for everyone else, but I certainly enjoyed talking about those days. They certainly were when I was a kid, and it reminds me of that. And uh, the holidays always bring that uh, up. This, and, uh, this is one the beauty I'm gonna, of the holidays. Well, this is one I'm going to send out to my kids so that their kids can hear it because, yeah. uh, you know, it, it is a beautiful you know, of course, we have the images to, to you know, reflect back on because we saw those images. But it was, you know, I mean, for all of the deprivations that came, you know, especially living in Roxbury was not a picnic. But to, to be street smart and to be um, exposed to those kinds of variations, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, those diversity especially the italian section i mean yeah. it's uh, diversity and safety because you never felt afraid of anything when you're down there when you're it's down there place to be. yeah exactly and this is way before quincy market and oh, yeah. and all of the uh, gentrification that yeah, has yeah 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 it's still a magical place it's still it's not yeah, what it was I think it is. but, but it I is think good it is. Yeah. Well, Tommy, this was a good one. Thank you. And uh, we're, well, before we get you. off, uh, we'll uh, we'll play a little bit of that song, and uh, you uh, maybe we'll pick it up next Tuesday, Christmas Eve. How's that? Oh, sounds good to me. All right. Take Talk care. See you then. Bye right, bye. Grab a Frank at Fenway and see your thoughts game.